does anybody know what you're putting like real people through kind of, <laughs> especially when you're posting like disgusting stuff do, do you have any idea that other people have to watch that for a living Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can email us directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, oplshow.com, and uh, send us an email through there. Yeah, and if you want to support the show while getting bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash oplshow. You'll get weekly behind-the-scenes episodes, and you'll also be part of our charity initiative called Helping Other People, where we take a portion of each month's Patreon funds and donate it to a charity or come up with kind of a charitable venture together. So you'll get to be part of that and give back monthly as well as get that bonus content. So to jump into today's episode, uh, really interested for this topic. It's something that we didn't really know existed. So we're going to be speaking with someone who I guess you could say works on the other end of social media. So she's a social media content controller and I'll kind of let her explain exactly what that means. But in general, it's kind of monitoring, I guess, the videos that get posted to this particular site, the things that kind of get flagged, reported. Uh, so based on the email we got, it's someone who really sees, I would say, the kind of dark side of social media and, and things that maybe don't always make it to our screens. So really interesting. I think we're going to learn a lot uh, of things that we didn't know about you know, platforms that we kind of use every day. So we've got the guests on the line and uh, thanks for being on today. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So uh, I guess two questions to start. One is social media content controller. Can you explain what that means? Uh, and then also, are you able to say which social media platform you work for? Um, well, um, I'm not, I'm not going to name the name because I actually had to sign an NDA where I'm not a, at all allowed to talk about my job, not even to like close friends and family, um, and certainly not on a podcast. <laughs> right. um, but I basically work for a platform, let's say it's videos up to one minute for a target audience of teens, like 13 to 17 year olds. And I think everybody can go from that and figure out kind of what platform I'm working for. Um, and I basically sit in my chair with my laptop and watch videos, uh, videos that are being uploaded in my particular area, um, in like my country, um, and um, videos that get reported by other users, um, mostly from all over the world, um, where they're tagging it for like hate speech or for... Um, gory content or um, sexual stuff, things like that. So what exactly are like, you know, for the most part, is it a bunch of videos that are actually bad or is it for you were spending the most like part of your day sort of approving these videos that were wrongfully reported? Um, I would say um, if we go, we have like different um, cues that the videos are being put in um so you have like uh, a queue with mostly like hate speech videos and bullying videos and one with like more um more heavy content and one with just like videos that being uploaded um and i'm i'm um mostly trying to work in like the bullying and hate speech category because it's pretty easy because it's usually like 10 year old kids calling each other names yeah. which is very clear that's just bullying and i can tag it for bullying and then it gets like deleted and i'm i'm on the safe side and the hate speech of course a lot of racism um so i would say if i'm working on that queue um i tag about like 60 to 70 percent of the videos are not okay and not suitable for the platform and 30 percent are just oh i don't like i don't know janine from my math class and i'm just gonna report all her stuff for hate speech and it's just you know mm -hmm. i don't know girl riding a horse doesn't really matter <laughs> interesting it this is interesting because unless it's just me and i don't know joe like i don't know if you were kind of like aware of this but i feel like when we use these kind of popular social media platforms it's like the human element that we think of is the people creating the content that are posting this and then it just always feels like 
everything else is like the algorithm. Everyone says like, it's the algorithm. Like it's just, it's a computer doing all this work. Like it, it's interesting to me that there's people like yourself, I guess, specifically in different countries and probably not just one person per country, but a lot of people that are getting employed to like physically go through and like see and flag and check all these videos. Like that's way more of a human element than I imagine for, for these platforms. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I have this, this, this moment so often when I see like little kids with their iPhones out in public or if something, if something bigger happens, like, um, I don't know if, if there's a, a specific political topic that's going on, especially, uh, in Europe, cause I'm from Europe. Um, I know I just sit there and I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to see that. I'm going to see so much content about that. And it's going to be bullshit. Mm. It's going to be bullshit. It's all going to be bullshit. And I have those moments where I'm like, do you, does anybody know what you're putting like real people through? Kinda, <laughs> especially when you're posting like disgusting stuff. Do, do you have any idea that other people have to watch that for a living? I don't yeah, think I'm, most people do know that. That's that's I, what's so interesting. I also was pretty. I also was pretty convinced that it was more based on sort of an an algorithm and a computer took care of most of this. But I guess not. Like I thought that you know whatever you know platform we're talking about. I thought all of them kind of ran off of this. Like there's certain words that will like automatically get your video taken down, or there's you know, if you have text on a video or, you know, anything like that, then it's like a computer just kind of goes through and can, you know, recognize a word or whatever and just get it taken down. But from what you're saying, there's the a complete human element to this where actual people are approving or disapproving these videos. Yeah, pretty much. Um, for my platform, we have an, we have an algorithm, um, but that algorithm, of course, has to learn and it learns by watching us. So, for example, mm. this is, I think this is a pretty good example. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the Facebook live stream suicide of Ronnie McNutt. No, no. That is, uh, that is, that is actually, that is in my category of worst things I've seen so far. Um, it was a live stream of a, of a guy who shot himself in the head with a shotgun live on Facebook. Wow. Wow. And you can absolutely like a hundred percent see what happens if you take a shotgun blast to the face. It's not fun. Um, and that got posted on every single social media platform. So I'm not compromising myself by telling you this story. Mm -hmm. Um, and that got posted a bunch to the platform I'm working on. Um, just a clip of himself shooting off of him shooting himself in the face and our algorithm had took about I think a month to learn like the specific like frames and everything of that video and then the algorithm kind of takes care of the video but before that the the content moderators have to watch it a lot and moderate it a lot so you and to, like, I you have to train the algorithm essentially like this video is bad anytime that you notice this one get have it taken down yeah yeah but people also people get clever about it so they hide it or um they put like there's a a, a the bigger video and then they put like the little suicide video up in the corner or something or they mm. just put like a like a split second of like just one frame of just the shotgun blast or something in the middle of a, an otherwise completely harmless video. So you really have to watch it and you like really have to pay attention to that. And the algorithm doesn't pick up on that. So I've seen that video, I think about 15 times, 15 to like 20 wow. or something. Jeez, that's like, this job doesn't seem easy. It also seems like if that's the case, if that's just one of many videos that you've seen so many times and there's people out there trying to re-upload it for some reason like is is that emotionally taxing on you um yes <laughs> there's no way of putting this in any other way yes it is <laughs> um there's two elements to this job being emotionally taxing or like sometimes it's even physically taxing um element number one of course is i watch terrible things and i get sad about them um that is you know the the suicides and the I the worst thing for me is the animal cruelty that oh, is yeah. yeah that is um that is that's one video where I I had to get up and cry into the fur of my golden retriever because I had to remind myself that 
she's okay and not all dogs are get are being treated like that that was um that was one i i had real problems with and the other side is you kind of <laughs> you kind of, I, I i've been doing this job for uh like a year and you start to lose any faith in humanity that you ever had and that is the more taxing thing is you get very disillusioned with where humanity could go and what our options are and you know what i'm saying it's uh, it's very tough be because you kind of see like the worst of people right all the time yeah, right and it's like and so many of us see that based on like how our own feeds across social media are kind of curated but it's like you know where it kind of just becomes like a microcosm of the world like so we think based on you know what we see whichever way you know that our news is leaning or things like that but for you it's like you're the first line of defense seeing most of the things that none of us will ever see because it got stopped hopefully before seeing it and it's just uh you know it reminds me in a way of uh when we spoke with the woman who answered 911 calls for a living it's like someone on the front lines that is just getting such a majority of just like negativity throughout their day kind of and and they have to act as that sort of like human filter filter and uh that yeah emotionally physically i mean that that's got to be draining and and like you said just kind of losing hope because i'm sure you start assuming you know this is this is what humanity is this is what you know most people are like they're willing to you know post videos like this or have hate speech or perform animal cruelty and things like that i just had this conversation actually recently where i was saying you know i think social media in general is just like very bad for the same reasons where every time you go on there you know there's some tragedy uh, you know, who's a, a pedophile, who's doing this, who's doing that, and then who's getting canceled, and who's, you know, it's it's like constant. It's all, you know, it's the drama, it's the bad things that are happening in the world that, of course, these things should be, you know, taken care of, and, you know, justice should be served. But when, like, as a consumer, when you're constantly being served, like, all this negativity, like, that does something to you. Unless you're, like, a sociopath and you have no, like, emotional attachment to this information like uh, yeah you don't know about you know you didn't you didn't know the six-year-old in the bronx that got killed by a straight bullet but you can like a part of you as a human being is like that is so sad and you think about the family and this and that and like constantly getting that sort of information is uh you know it's it's hard on people and i don't think that a lot of people who use social media like really address that until it's like it, you've already developed depression anxiety and and these sort of or like social anxiety because of this sort of thing um and for you uh it's like you know we're getting the version like i'm talking about being affected by the version that's being filtered like you're fil you're purposefully going out of your way to see the worst of the worst to protect everyone from it and it's still having an effect on people so i can only imagine for someone who has to actually be like on the front lines essentially and you know put themselves in a chair and have to watch all this stuff like that's that's got to be tough to deal with well the thing is other people get to log off other yeah. people get to decide to not you know go on twitter today because today something bad happened somebody got accused of something and they just get to log off and i don't i spend eight hours a day five uh, eight hours a day five days a week uh, in a chair watching this and um I mean, I'm getting paid well, at least, but still, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's a lot, um, definitely. And it's not even, it's not even like the specific instances of something happening and people reacting to it that are really tough. It's more like the general, a general climate of, of, of sexism and racism, and especially the sexism and racism. Like the sexism really gets to me sometimes. It's just like the most misogynistic shit you can find and it's and and you have to you have to watch it and you feel like they're talking to you because you sit there and you're a woman of course and um the first thing that actually happened to me uh you know being influenced by this job is that i started hating children <laughs> this is very bad i'm trying not to but um why is that i because kids post the dumbest shit it's just it's just a fact they're, and they're so <laughs> mean to each other and so rude and they have no idea what they're doing no idea what they're talking about and they're all acting like they're really really important and you're like no you're not you're 12 you're not even allowed to be on the platform <laughs> go away 
<laughs> and yeah. I, that is that is kind of the first thing that happened to me. And I have to, so that is also an emotionally taxing thing. I have to remind myself that not everybody is like this. Not not all men are like this. Not all children are like this. Not not everyone is like the people that I have to watch every day. When you were getting hired for this job, did they mention any any of this of being like you know like what was the vetting process? And also, is there any sort of like wellness checks or anything? Ah, <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> Um, I, no, not really. They told me, well, you have to kind of, you know, you have to watch videos and it's, uh, um, we have a, we have a psychologist that uh, you can call 24 seven. And that's kind of where I started getting the idea of, oh, if you have a psychologist, I can call 24 seven, like a therapist. Um, are the videos I'm watching, are they like really bad? And they're like, that's, that's, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's mostly going to be bullying and hate speech. And they were right. It's mostly bullying and hate speech. It's like 80% bullying and hate speech, but the 20% is suicide, pedophilia, and, uh, and animal cruelty. So the 20% are, um, that's, that's what packs the punch. And, um, then you have like three weeks of training and there you get like a little taste of the videos you might potentially see. Uh, but then it just starts. It just drop you in in that, and it's just. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much training, I guess, until you start experiencing it. Um, wow. But I think what might also be interesting is that um, I know like the people that I'm working with and the people that uh, trained with me uh, at the same time, and we were uh, 25 people, and I am. It's me and two other guys that are left after a year. That's crazy turnover. Wow. All dropped out. And I know of two that dropped out because they said, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. Cause it's sometimes it's really soul crushing. It's the combination of stupidity of other people and insane boredom. So why are you still there? Honestly, it, because it's, I'm, I'm working from home with this job so I can, be kind of anywhere where there's Wi-Fi and it pays really well. And I studied in a field. I, I got this job when I, um, like about two months after I got my bachelor's degree because I couldn't find any other job because we're living in a pandemic. The country where I'm from has very strict lockdown, um, rules and it's still going on here. Uh, and I, I come from the field of like theater and arts and cultural studies and there's not a lot of uh, like events you can manage or anything because nothing's really happening. So I can't really find another job. I have to keep doing this job because, um, because there's just nothing else for me to do at the moment. Is it something that, you know, you for sure will move away from as soon as you can? Absolutely. Absolutely. As soon as I get a, a job that is that pays as as well or at least okay in a field that I am I actually want to work in, I will, without hesitation, immediately drop this job. Hmm. And I meant that as sort of uh, why are you there in terms of like is is there any positivity that you are able to pull from this role of like you know I guess just the the work that you're doing like does it have any you know meaning or, or do you find it that it's kind of helpful work that you're doing not just like go get another job because it's obviously not always that easy but you know is there anything that kind of sort of counterbalances the the negativity i mean you kind of said it before um i i at least if i have to watch it at least nobody else has <clears throat> has to so so that is that is kind of a thing and that doesn't even just go for like the really heavy shit that also goes for like the, you know, the, the, the bullying and the hate speech, because I know there's people that would be way more affected by it than I am. And I can kind of compartmentalize it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of remove it from myself. And I just, you know, when I get done with work, I just take my dog, go for a long walk and I try to reconnect with, you know, touch grass with the real mm -hmm. world and, kind of forget about my job um so yeah i guess that's a thing and you know once in a blue moon i get a video that's really really fucking crazy and really funny 
<laughs> Once every five weeks, there's something Jeez. fun. So what, uh, I guess you, you kind of covered some broader topics, I guess, that you see. Uh, but any kind of videos in particular that, you know, have really stuck with you that really, you know, sort of changed you in a way? Uh, yeah. Um, you want to hear my top five? Because I have a top five of bad sure. things. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling we're not going to, we're going to wish we didn't hear it. But for the sake of this episode, yeah, let's, let's hear it. Number one, number two are really, really bad. Um, well, I think that the least, and this is going to sound fucking insane but the least horrible of my top five um was just straight up child porn okay um so it's it's kind of a contestant it's two videos that are both child porn and i cannot really decide which one was worse uh one was um just i think they were the girl was around i would say 11 and the it was two boys and they were probably like 13 14 and they were, you know what spit roasting is? No. I mean, I I can guess, but I don't want to. <laughs> one dick in the mouth and one dick in the coochie. Um, and they were spit roasting her. And I mean, you know, she was, I would I would guess we have like a, that's also a fun thing. We have kind of um, uh, like, a, like a guide on how, how to judge how old a child is. Because mm. we have to tag anybody that's under 13. So you can kind of see by like the teeth and the ratio of the hands to the body and stuff like that, how old a child is. So I would judge her to be like between 10, 11, maybe 12, maybe 12, but she looked really young. And the two boys were like around 13, 15, something that age bracket. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys can do legally, like report this to authorities or try to like chase and... IP address of where this is uploaded or something? Oh yes, absolutely. That is exactly okay. what happens. That happens uh, in the case okay. of, of, of like, uh, if somebody has suicidal tendencies, uh, child porn, if you leak somebody's stuff, the, the platform is really serious about doxing, mm. like really serious. You get deleted off it immediately. If you post anything of somebody else, if you even threaten to post somebody's private address, your account is going to get deleted immediately. Um, so yeah, we inform because we have we can see like by the tag where it's from, um, like the IP address and the region and everything else, and it immediately gets reported to the authorities. Like even in the case of somebody just saying like, oh, if I get another like I don't know D in math, I'm gonna kill myself, and it gets reported to the authorities. Wow. It's like, yeah. Well, that's that's really good to hear, and that kind of ties yeah. into what we were saying. Like to to be able to kind of get those, I guess you could call them small wins in a day or a week where you know something was brought, you know, to properly brought to attention to the authorities or whoever it may be. That's at least good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the child porn clip number one. Child porn clip number two is not really child porn, but it's just really, it makes you really uncomfortable the more you think about it. It was a guy with two kids on his lap, like a grown man with two i would say they were like around three to four years old and a boy and a girl and i don't know if you guys know i'm gonna ruin this song for so many people uh if you guys know the song bisexual anthem no no there's a there's a <laughs> there's a lyric in there that says do you like fucking boys do you like fucking girls do you like fucking boys i like both and then the song goes on and that guy was because the platform uses a lot of music um, and the guy was like um, mouthing the words to the song and like running his hands up the legs of like the two kids. And I saw that and I almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's so and, and disgusting. This, just, this guy's just posting this with like his name and face out there. Like, yeah. Yeah, and thinking that that's something that people want to see and that that is okay and it's just going to happen and it's just going to stay online. <laughs> like, how delusional, how insane do you have to be? How disconnected from reality do you have to be to think that that is like an okay thing to do? Yeah, no, that is just, I hope that dude got reported in something. Yeah, I did. It was me. I reported him <laughs> immediately, <Good>. of course. Jesus. <laughs> Um, yeah, number four is just, um, that's a really short one, but it, it was very impactful. I, let's face it, let, let's, let's say it like this. Um, I know exactly what happens to a body when it gets hit by a train. Oh. It was a video of a, of a guy 
like wrongfully stepping off the platform and there was a freight train coming and it's a security video so it's and it's it's we know on the platform by now that it's not fake um so yeah that was uh, great number three obviously if ronnie mcnutt because you know head exploding shotgun that was uh, not cool yeah. and number two is the one that made me cry because it was just a guy um i'm sorry for all listeners everybody that doesn't like um bad stuff happening to dogs just mm-hmm. just tune out for like 30 seconds i'm so sorry about this but it was a guy stomping on a german shepherd puppy oh my god and that made me just it's gonna make me cry if if i think about it more i'm gonna cry again because that really <laughs> fucked me up just you saying that made it that just made my stomach drop like that makes me feel sick yeah and it's um and that's the worst with the the with the with the last two because the last one is also really terrible and i'm gonna give like a little suicide warning for everybody because it's a very bad one it's it was a live stream a russian live stream of a teenager and all you can see is he's sitting on a couch and he calls his for his for his dad and you hear a door open and in that moment he lifts like a hunting rifle and shoots himself in the head and you can hear the dad scream like this like just pure anguish anguish of this father and that's the worst one the last two is the sound because the video i can does that is gone i'm not thinking about that but i the the screaming of the puppy and the screaming of that father i fucked me up so bad <laughs> yeah I, I can't even like imagine and it's just like and this is like it's honestly interesting that we're recording this now because for the past few weeks i've been just having these conversations about social media as a whole and it's just very interesting that you know we're talking about this now because it I, i'm trying to find the good in social media i'm having trouble finding it and then just hearing about these types of things it just makes me feel like w- what is driving these people to you know it's i don't and i don't really want to like talk out of line here but like i i feel like you know suicide and depression and anxiety these things like have existed for you know a long time probably more now than ever um but what is the reason why people you know are going to live stream these things or why are they reposting it why are they finding these videos online and then posting them on these accounts like it's just like to me that just doesn't feel like human like it feels like they've been brainwashed by something or you know they have some sort of issue that social media is kind of like you know exasperating in a way and making them do these types of things so it's it's very hard to like obviously hear these things and um you know i can only imagine like experiencing them and seeing them and and these kinds of videos i'm sure have existed like throughout the years like there was like these weird stuff when we were like a kid but there was like three videos like this is happening you're saying like all the time like your job is to filter these things out and it's just scary to think about like what's going on out there and 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 what is almost making it through the cracks for people to be consuming and what that would do to people if that was just a common thing that happened on the internet that you would experience all these types of things like it's scary to think about yeah um the really sad thing uh, about like some of the videos I just mentioned is that they weren't in the upload like list of just uploads that we have to check. They were in the reported list. Mm -hmm. So people had to see them and report them. So they were online. They made it through the cracks and people have seen them potentially like thousands of people. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, It's wow. Just hearing that. Like, I know that wasn't all in one day for you, but to, to like, get up and, and go back to work, it's it's crazy. And it's just, I don't know, to, like, to your point, Joe, I mean, it's just, it's such a tough conversation because, you know, if you, if you kind of just embrace the positivity of it and, and the positive videos that are out there and people being able, you know, to, to connect with people and network and, and all the positive aspects of social media as well. Uh, but the, I don't know, it doesn't always feel like the balance is, uh, even, you know, when it, when it comes to kind of the negativity that's out there as well. And that's kind of the, the sad part as well. When, when that 
feels like it's overshadowing uh, the the positivity that that does exist. I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that social media is all bad. Absolutely not. And mm-hmm. I know that's a that's a funny coming from someone doing my job telling you what I just told you. But um, I think that you can. Social media gives you the great opportunity to be able to kind of find like your people, even if you exist like in a tiny town. Say you're trans, you're like the only trans person in your town. But through social media, you can find other people that have transitioned and you can kind of gain courage from their story. And, or you're, you know, I don't know, a gay guy in a, in a Christian family, let's throw out a cliche. Um, and you can see that other people have made it and that they're happy and you can get there. And that is why I'm still on social media and why, why I, st- I go on the app, like in my free time, and just watch videos and interact like with the community because I kind of got it. I have to see like the positive side of it too. What just makes me really angry is the callousness of some parents allowing their children on this app. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I ever have children, let's put it that way, um, my kid is going to get their first smartphone when they're fucking 16. I, no, it's just not going to happen. I, I, I don't think parents, I don't think anybody really realizes what tiny children get up to on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's really, and I know I sound like a boomer, but I don't care. I do this for a living. And there is like eight-year-old kids doing the fucking whoop dance. And you're like, do you have any idea who's jerking off to that? Do you have any fucking idea? No, you don't. Stop. And that's what I usually do. I try not to get sad at my job. I just get really, really angry at parents. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, those they're the ones that could kind of, you know, whatever. I actually have faith in that, you know, I think it should be literally illegal for children that young to have access to all of the information in the world. Like, there's a reason, like, I just don't understand how you can't see a certain movie, it's rated R because someone gets shot and it's fake and we all know it's fake, it's a movie, but you have access to the entire internet. Like, your your parents won't let you see an R-rated movie or the movie theater won't let you in, but your parents will just hand you this device where you can look up literally anything you want in the world, you will find it, and but they won't let you go see it. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that there's just no regulation in that regard, like, it's on the parents, obviously, but I think that eventually after this spirals out of control which i think it's inevitable where you know i mean i know teenage suicide rates are through the roof and it's it, it comes at the same time as the social media boom like that's not a coincidence so i think that eventually there is going to have to be some sort of like mandatory like you can you have to be this age in order to get the entire access of the internet you know like you could do parent parental locks on your tv or certain types of things but it's kind of like up to you it's optional but i think that that should be like mandatory because you're not when you're 12 years old you don't understand the world or the effect that things are going to have on you like the certain things that you see mm-hmm. so like yeah i mean just to yeah it's just it's i mean crazy. we can't ignore it like it's it's it, it's too vague to just try to put it in one bucket and blame social media or say social media is good or bad but the intentions behind the creation of these technologies and these platforms even if they were even if the intentions were positive the outcome and what we're experiencing now and like you said with mental health and the effect that it has like these are these are so new like we we're learning in real time we don't know what the long-term effects of having this technology and and these platforms in our hands, we don't know what that's going to be. We're going to literally have to learn like this generation that's growing up with it now and only knows that like they're the guinea pigs for this. But, you know, even if it was well-intentioned, the technology behind it, like this is a new responsibility that we have to live with. Like as we begin to understand the effects that this can have on people and uh, yeah i mean maybe that's parents deciding when to give a kid a cell phone or whatever it may be uh but i think it's it's a responsibility that you know we we can't ignore in in kind of the decisions that we make of how we interact with these platforms how we let children interact with it for sure yeah absolutely i i totally agree with you joe like you there's no need for a 12 year old to have like the literal library of alexandria in their hands you don't need <laughs> 
that kind of information. You're 12, go eat some sand like everybody else. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so unnecessary. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this was super eye-opening. I mean, I did not even know that this existed, someone in your role, to be honest. Yeah, this also just kind of like, you know, like I said, I've, this has literally have been the topic of conversation for me for the past few weeks, and this coming at a, at, you know, a time where I'm talking about it even like plays into it even more of, you know, everything that I've been thinking about it and, you know, just have the the effects that it has. Like, I feel like, like you were saying, Greg, like, obviously it's not all bad. Like, yeah, being able to communicate with people in Australia is like good in theory, but you don't realize, like, I think these platforms are made for good intentions, but it, with a complete like disregard of what bad things could happen. And it was just like, these are all good. Let's just keep streamlining this and making it easier and faster. And then now we're kind of, like you said, learning as we go of like, oh, there's serious consequences that, you know, come along with these things. It's a, it's but, a health issue, no? Like a pack of cigarettes or alcohol says like, yeah. warning, this this may kill you or this can have this effect on you or and your body. And it's like, at some point, like we're gonna have to look at the internet technology and social media as as something like that also, that's having very real effects, like mentally, physically, you know, for people. It's, it's you know, not simple, obviously, how to approach or handle this, but, you know, I think uh, just the recognition of like, okay, there's a serious impact that, that this is having, uh, and some of it very, you know, negative on, on certain people. Uh, you, I don't know how to address it, but I think it's something that's going to have to get addressed. You could even argue that it's worse than, than like cigarettes because back in the day they used to have like doctors be like, yeah, no, it's good for you. It's like, <laughs> whatever. like it's, it's, you know, it was ridiculous. But now it's like, no one's talking about this. Like no one's like doing whatever. And in fact, they're doing the opposite. They're, they're targeting you for all of the things that, you know, you like or you show an interest in, they're finding out what you like and then they put that in front of you so you stay on it longer. And they have all these flashing lights and these things and they're like, there's a legitimate science behind manipulating the mind to keep you locked in. Like, that's like not what happened with cigarettes. With cigarettes, they're like, oh, tell doctors and this and that. It's like, okay, cool. And then as you learned, uh, then it was like, okay, we need to, you know, start warning people or this and that. And then, you know, obviously now it, much less people smoke. I mean, some still do, but at least we know like the ramifications of it. Like this is like going in the opposite direction. They're like, yeah, I know. Like, let's just keep finding new ways to make them spend money and more time on this thing and just keep giving everyone access to everything in the world, every bad thing that's ever happened. Like it's, yeah. it's not good. Like it's just inevitable that this is going to go sideways. Yeah, the, the thing is that I'm thinking about right now is because um, you said that maybe the apps were created like with good intentions, but mm -hmm. uh, changed. I don't think that any kind of moral intention in any kind of way was ever thought about while creating a social media app, not even Facebook, because Facebook mm -hmm. was created to, you know, kind of rate if girls are hot. <laughs> so <laughs> I, there is no no good or bad intention here. The intention is just to sell you. And I don't mean sell anything to you because you're being sold. You are the product mm -hmm. in social media. And I don't think that there is any thought about like if it's good or bad. I The app I'm working for is we get so many emails of like, okay, you have to tag this, but don't tag this. This is very important that you kind of let this slip through the cracks and be like, oh, no, no, it's not that bad. But this one you really have to watch out for. This is not really for the good of the people, what I'm doing here. I am telling myself that it is because that's <laughs> what gets me through my eight-hour shift. But it's it's very much not. It's for the good of the app. It's for the good of the app and the bottom line. And it's that that's it. I mean, of course. They make money and they're so tied into all industries and businesses now that it's it's these platforms and technologies that are essentially propping up economies at this point, which is why it's so hard to, you know, change. And I think that to that point that you just said too, and that's the other layer on top of all of this is do these platforms now then get to decide uh, what, what speech can be heard and what speech can't be heard. And it's just, it's going in such an insane direction. It's it's going to be interesting how it works itself out if if it does you know at all um, or you know what kind of regulations get put in place or you know what gets decided. But it's uh 
it's it's scary and it's it's a fast moving train i guess you could say and uh i don't know i don't think anyone knows how to stop it and i don't think we anyone knows where it's going no absolutely not yeah well uh we we really do appreciate you coming on the show and uh you know talking to us and like shedding light on this because you know up until this point like i said i thought it was just a computer and algorithm but uh, you know there are people out there that are sort of dealing with this and you know as as bad as social media is i actually just put out a a poll and i i was like do you think social media is good or bad and it was 80 percent of people said it was bad um and a lot of people were just like but we're all using it anyway and they were like it's ironic that this is posted on social media blah 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 but <laughs> it's also funny like i said before that like it's bad like we're all acknowledging that it's bad but it's like it could be way worse and if if there isn't like the filtering out of these things then it would then it would be like way more obvious to people i guess that like oh man this is not good like we shouldn't be consuming this all the time like regardless of you know, whatever, this and that. Like, there are other ways to keep in touch with people in, in, in 2021 rather than through social media where you're also getting all of these damaging things. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us. Uh, super interesting. And like I said, it was really just perfect timing for me because this is kind of like what I've been talking about with my friends and whatnot uh, recently. So, again, thank you so much. Thank you guys very much. It was uh, really fun talking to you. Yeah, no, it was it was really great, eye opening, and uh, yeah, I need a drink now to be honest. That was <laughs> it was intense. So, but no, thank you for uh, sharing everything. And I know, like you said in the beginning, um, obviously you can't say the exact platform you work for, and you signed an NDA and all these rules. So thank you for going out of the way to say as much as you know you could possibly say, and and choosing us as that platform. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I hope I'm not gonna get sued. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Hope not. This conversation never happened. If so, no, no. <laughs> Burn the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Summer is finally upon us. I know for me and a lot of you, that means traveling and exploring new places. And whether it's work or play, you should be taking your Raycon earbuds with you. I have a big trip coming up to Oregon, Montana, and Colorado. Super excited. I'm going to be hiking, camping, being super active, and my wireless Raycon earbuds are going to be with me every step of the way. I love to listen to music when I'm exploring, working out, traveling, and Raycon gives you powerful and crisp sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. They have customizable gel tips for the perfect fit, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and a compact charging case. Plus, they have 24-hour battery life and are super portable, so they never die on me. I bring them to work, the gym, trips, anything. Every single day, I go a full day without them ever dying, which is incredible. And right now, Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for OPL listeners. Just go to buyraycon.com OPL, and you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's R-A-Y-C-O-N. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash OPL by raycon.com slash OPL. Man, oh man, just another one of those episodes where you don't really think about that there's someone actually doing this job. Yeah, that, and that's, I think, the, the takeaway. It's, it's, I mean, this is such a vague topic in terms of like social media as a whole that yeah. we could go on forever. And we've talked about a lot of these things, but to kind of bring it back to what we just spoke about like wow like that's uh, that's one top of my list for like interesting jobs that you know you really don't consider are even out there yeah because think about it like even like for us right we do this show and like sometimes we get a lot of like emails where people deal with this and that but it's like not video not sound not like the experience behind it like we do get you know certain emails whatever but also you know, in the sense of we get to interview interesting people all the time. Every single week we do it. Um, and we learn so much about people with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not always like horrible things. It's just interesting things. Like what makes people unique? And that's the point of our show. But when you have this, where it's like, you're, it's kind of the same thing. Like you're learning about something that like, like my friends who don't listen to this show, I know more about a lot of things because of this show than they would. And now mm-hmm. people who do that job that no one fucking knows about because these videos barely see the light of day, yeah. they know so much about the world too. And But like, 
the negative impact, you know, like of like these types of people exist out there. They're doing this like, you know, that's a lot to weigh on someone's mind and to wake up every day and like that's your job eight hours a day is to filter through these things. And like she said, most of it's like the bullying and, you know, whatever um, of like children doing that to each other. Like, dude, that's got to be like insanely tough. Like that's, an, that's, that's a tough thing to see. Like children just like going after each other on social media. Like that's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. And even that, that kind of glimpse, like, again, it's, it's hard because you're seeing the worst of the worst. So you don't want to, generalize and you don't want to categorize as like this is how kids are now this is how kids are growing up or this is the effect that social media is having on kids and they're turning them into this type of way and sure that's not true for everyone you can't use that as a blanket statement but it's it is a little bit of a glimpse into like what this generation that's only growing up with this like instant access to the internet social media uh validating you know themselves based on social media like it's again it's like kind of the only glimpse we have of what this can do to children to generations it's it's scary it's interesting and you know for her i hope i really really hope like she seems like she has a sense of humor and i just hope that she is able to you know rush it off in a way and and just keep her mental health stable because that's it's a skill if she's able to do that you know and like not necessarily comparing it to like doctors or anything like that or like the 911 dispatcher but you know it, it does take a certain type of person to be able to kind of handle manage that sort of negativity do what needs to be done with it but be able to separate themselves for it and i i hope she's doing that you know for her own mental health because well, wow it's intense yeah 100%. I think that, like, you know, I think that, like, everyone should be in therapy. I'm one of those people that think that everyone should do it just because, you know, I mean, I, I've been doing therapy for over a year and it's just kind of like working out, but for your brain. And if you're in, you know, I, I talk to my therapist all the, t all the time about social media and, like, the negative impact that it has on people or, like, not necessarily on me, but that I've seen it happen to other people and, what it does and especially like it bothers me so much to see children just completely dependent on it and like their self-worth is is wrapped up into this thing that because i grew up for most of my formidable years without it and then for got into it and like luckily at that time like treated it like a job basically right i was i was more interested in like you know building a thing not really just being online just to be online just to garner attention it was more so like you know whatever so i can see the difference mm -hmm. between those things the contrast and it's very un it's just it's heartbreaking to see aren't you thankful kids. for that like every day though dude I, you have no idea because I'm I, still, I think I'm, about it all the time right i talk about it every day all the social media shit and how it bothers me and like whatever and it's it's like it takes a toll on me sometimes and not because you know i'm you know whatever like it's not like super dramatic it's like a very slow sort of thing that I'm realizing that like, this is just bad, like for people and people are don't, don't realize it. You know what I mean? If like there's a cliff and someone's slowly walking towards it and you could see them every day, they're inching closer, inching closer. And you'd be like, dude, just like, you, you're, there's a, you're gonna fall. Like it's mm -hmm. gonna be bad. Like you're gonna, you know, there's gonna be some sort of anxiety or something that you're gonna develop from this. If you're just like a sensitive person, you know, like you're, it's, it, these, this is all very sensitive things to hear all the time. Like you think about like talking about like a Debbie Downer or like, you know, these types of things where you make fun of people for always having bad news, or whatever. It's like, that is what social media is. Like there's zero compassion. It's just all bad news. It's all like headlines, people, and it's all revolved around money. I'm trying to get you to click on this. So here's like two words and it's a negative headline without any sort of context. It's like, that's what communication has become. And it's so bad. And the like long form conversations in person with like compassion and energy or whatever, just like a thing of the past. And it's, it's just not good for like the long term. and just wrapping it back to the, to this girl to be, to have, having to deal with the worst parts of the internet all of the time. Like that process is just expedited for her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just constantly getting this bad stuff. Like I would never be able to do that. Like I consider myself like a pretty strong person, but not that strong. Like yeah. I would last like a month in that job before I'd been like, yo, I'm out. I'll go homeless before I continue doing this because. And for her, it's like, I know we keep like tying it directly to social media because that's her job. But in a way for her, it's almost just like, yes, it's, it's appearing on a platform, but she's also just seeing the worst of people social media or not you yes. know these are people doing 
things. These are this is pedophilia. This is animal abuse. Um, you know, seeing mental health decline to the worst possible outcome. You know, suicide and things like that. Like. It, that's what's even harder is like there's there's no finger to just point at social media with what she's seeing it's a huge part of, of it but it's also like wow like some people are evil or wow some people are really struggling more than you know most people can even imagine and uh it's just yeah it's just it's just crazy i don't even it's know what to say beyond that <laughs> no i was just gonna say like i, I don't think that it, like i don't think it's natural for humans to have to deal with that though like i understand right, that right. like like social media just gives it all a platform to be put out there um mm-hmm. but like people shouldn't have to deal with that like it would be like you know on your birthday like everyone's happy you're about to blow out your candles and people are like oh you know like there's people dying of starvation in africa and it's like why would you tell me that now like what is, you know what i mean like it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like yes we should fix that yes that's a problem and you know we've donated and we've you know but it's like when something good happens that doesn't mean that you're just like oh but you know this is happening or like there's terrible things happening all over the world there's suffering there is this and that but humans they can't deal with every single problem all of the time and Mm. now with social media it's like you've given the platform for this and especially now people feel like they have to give their opinion on everything they have to like you know you know whatever and that's a Mm. whole other conversation (laughs) but it's just all of it to me just seems very negative and it's all revolved around either money or negativity or drama and like all those things it's like if you only focused on those things you drive yourself insane which we all are so inevitably yeah there's a uh yeah it's it's like a tree with a lot of branches and sure some of them are positive but a lot of them are you know kind of the things that you just covered and it's just constantly growing in in all these different directions and and like we said with her to wrap it up you know we don't know where it goes and that's the scary part because there's there's no history to look back at you know for something like this um but yeah it's yeah. uh very well, interesting job definitely very um, interesting job for anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show like i said earlier you can reach out to us uh go to our website oplshow.com or just send us an email directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com yeah and become a patron at patreon.com slash opl show if you want those bonus episodes if you want to be part of our charitable venture each month uh called helping other people where you get to be part of the uh, decision-making of where we donate this money, what we use this money for, uh, giving back to charities, donating items, giving back to previous guests. We kind of want to cover it all. So come join that conversation. Yeah. And, uh, that is all. We'll see you guys next time.